Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. On the corner of Fell and Fillmore in San Francisco's Lower Haight sits a church. From the outside, it looks like a lot of other Catholic churches. A large stone building with arched windows, stained glass, a tall bell tower. But when you open the doors of this church, you see all the people getting groovy. It was very shocking to go inside because it seems like a church but has a roller skating rink. Bay Curious listener Katie Talda recently visited this place, which has been transformed into San Francisco's only indoor skating rink, the Church of Eight Wheels. I mean, it's a huge open space, and you expect to walk in and, I don't know, go see an opera or something, but instead there's people just, like, rolling around in circles, and then you get all the fun music that's playing, and then lots of cool lighting. But having a roller rink in a church is pretty unusual. That got Katie wondering. When did the Church of Eight Wheels go from being an active church to a roller skating rink? Today, we'll meet the man, the myth, the legend, the godfather of skate himself, who created the Church of Eight Wheels. And we'll take a spin around San Francisco's roller skating history. I'm Olivia Allen Price, and this is Bay Curious. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Reporter Amanda Font went to the Church of Eight Wheels to discover how it went from a house of worship to a roller disco. You'd be hard-pressed to find a more passionate champion of roller skating than David G. Miles Jr. People in San Francisco know me as the godfather of skate. I own the Church of Eight Wheels Roller Disco. I've been roller skating in Golden Park for 44 years now, and skating is my entire life. The history of the Church of Eight Wheels starts with him. David learned to skate when he was a kid growing up in Kansas City. Well, when I was young, my sisters used to go skating all the time. And my mother, she didn't want me to be just left at home, so she made them take me with them. 
I mean, we went roller skating like, you know, people go to the movies. It's just, it was just part of living in Kansas City. But it was moving to San Francisco that really got him into the skating spirit. Back home in Kansas City, he says people went to indoor rinks. You'd probably be thought of as weird or something if you were skating outdoors where I come from. But in 1979, when he'd moved here, Golden Gate Park had become a major hub for outdoor skating. One day, David was laying on the grass out by the Conservatory of Flowers, soaking up a little sun. And then when I got up, I saw four people go by and they had roller skates. And I'm like, wow, now that, that's cool. And I asked them, hey, well, how, where'd you get the skates? And they go, yeah, you know, they closed the park on Sundays and there's thousands of skaters. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to be here. When he showed up that Sunday, he was blown away by what he saw. It was amazing. Thousands of roller skaters. Not going anywhere, just skating, you know. There were people that would have a cooler or something selling sodas out of it with their kids dancing around. Just thousands of people. David was hooked. He started skating all the time. According to Golden Gate Park's website, in the summer of 79, anywhere between 15 and 20,000 skaters would show up on Sundays to cruise along JFK Drive. But like other novel modes of transportation through the years, think skateboarding or electric scooters, some city residents felt that roller skaters were a nuisance and a danger. They asked San Francisco to ban it completely. And they would sit on the curb and put their skates on. They would sit on my steps and put skates on. They would sit on my plants here and uh, ruin them. Uh, We've been nearly run over two or three times coming out of our doorway by skaters. That's from a 1983 news clip about the saga. David and his fellow skate lovers weren't going to take a ban lying down. Here he is in that same news story. But what I'm saying is there is a way that this can be done where everybody can be happy and everybody can benefit. But if they don't listen to both sides of the story, then uh, they'll never know. He joined a group who helped direct roller skaters to stay in designated areas and give first aid in an effort to assuage the concerned citizens of San Francisco and hopefully keep skating legal. And so David and a group of skaters from the Golden Gate Skate Patrol decided that their side of the issue should also be heard. They skated all the way to Sacramento to make the case that cities should be allowed to regulate but not outright ban skating. Of all bills before they're voted on. Once the, once the local governments have the power to just come out and ban skating, they are not going to take the time to consider what we're talking They about. won the argument, and there's a good chance he'll run into the godfather of skate at the now permanent skating place. What you have in Golden Gate Park is like my masterpiece outdoor roller rink. I've nurtured it from 1984 all the way up to now. They just improved it. They, they enlarged it uh, 7,000 more square feet. They did five layers of seal coat. And to top that off, they did a mural, 93 feet long, that commemorates roller skating in the park forever. David even met his wife, Rose, in the park. And by the late 80s, he was exclusively teaching skating lessons. Uh, I've always been a good instructor, but it just grew and grew and grew. In the year 2000, some friends invited him to Burning Man to help run their roller rink on the playa, the Black Rock Roller Disco. He's been going ever since. And we're open 24 hours a day (laughs) uh, for six days this year. You can definitely see the Burning Man influence in his skating outfits, which usually include fuzzy leg warmers and a rotating collection of bejeweled, Mad Hatter-esque top hats. 
So how did he end up putting a roller rink in a church? Oh, this was a one-night party. That's it. Back in 2013, David was DJing at a roller rink in Redwood City on Saturday nights. And for decades now, he and his crew of Friends on Wheels have been hosting roller disco parties around the Bay Area. So as I'm bouncing around from place to place and, you know, just doing what anybody let us in, my friend says, hey, I know this guy. He's got this empty church. I don't know, you know, if you can do anything or not, but it's just sitting there. Maybe we can have a party there. The church he was referring to is the former Sacred Heart Catholic Church that sits at 554 Fillmore Street. It was built in 1897 and survived both the 1906 quake and the 1989 Loma Prieta quake. It's now on the National Register of Historic Places, and according to the application for historic status, the church had one of the most diverse congregations in San Francisco before the archdiocese decided to shut it down in 2004, citing the high cost of repairs. It was sold off to a private buyer about a year after that. So anyway, David called up the guy who owned the church, and he said, sure, you can have a skate night here, but you're going to have to clean the place up first. What you see now is not what it looked like at all. There were holes in the wall. There were no plumbing. There was, <laughs> there was electricity, but the electric box had wires shooting all out of the place. It looked like Burning Man or something. But they got to work, patched the holes in the walls, and brought in some portable toilets. And we had the party, and it was great. Uh, people had a good time. I had a, a rope light that shaped in the eight. Uh, I guess I was thinking about this church eight wheels all along. But the owner came in and he saw the party and went, wow, you know what? This is pretty cool. I said, well, you think we could do it once a week? And he says, well, we'll try it out and see how it goes. Surprise, surprise, it went very well. And that was the beginning of the Church of Eight Wheels and their mission to spread religion. Get it? Religion? It's a holy experience. Holy rollers, you know, like... The light, the stained glass, it's just such a beautiful space. You get this huge, expansive ceiling. I have not been here before, but it's kind of, I feel like, a San Francisco legend, and I've always seen it driving by and always wondered what it looks like inside, so it's fun to finally be here. Absolutely nostalgic. Absolutely, yeah. I love it's it. The it's the we church. Love it. <laughs> the venue, it's amazing. Like, the, the windows, the everything is just there. It's cool. I hope I don't fall, though. <laughs> I noticed there are no walls to hang on to. That's what makes me nervous. But other than that, the music is good. I'll figure it out. How hard can it be? Since that original party back in 2013, David and his wife Rose have been running the roller disco at the church. They're up to four nights a week now. They've also continued improving the building, adding tons of laser lights, an impressive sound system, and laying down a smooth wooden floor. In front of the original altar, there now stands a DJ booth, and the godfather of skate is usually there, playing the hits while sporting one of his signature top hats. But there are still original details, like all the stained glass windows. The benches around the room where people sit to put on their skates are the old wooden church pews. Just recently, we made a more permanent uh, situation, so we basically here forever. It's better than a lottery. It's so fun. It's People call it a job, but it's not a job. I would never stop doing this. All right, the place is starting to fill up now. People are really vibing. There's a lot of new skaters as well as some returning regulars. A lot of new skaters, though. 
So I'm going to give this a shot myself. Uh, I've got my, my skates that I bought during the pandemic. I'm still not great at them, so I'm wearing some knee pads as well. And all right, here we go. Oh, wish me luck. That's reporter Amanda Font at the Church of Eight Wheels in San Francisco. We thought, you know, roller skating while holding a recording kit and a microphone, it's just not quite hard enough. Could you also read our credits? Bay Curious is made by Olivia Allen Price, Katrina Schwartz, Brendan Willard, and me, Amanda Font. Darren Two is our social video intern. We're a production of member-supported KQED in San Francisco. Good news is Amanda didn't need her knee pads after all. Maybe she can teach me how to skate. One last thing before we roll out. A few of you have been asking, and yes, it's here. Next week, we start our Prop Fest podcast series. That's the series where we go deep on California ballot propositions that you'll be voting on this fall. Be sure you're subscribed so you do not miss those episodes. I'll see you then. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. <laughs>